What's going on, guys? This is TC here again with another episode of Southern Fried Horror. And tonight we're going to be talking about American Horror Stories episodes one and two. So before we get into it, we'll start off with the What I Watch segment. So I watch, really, as far as horror goes, I'll rewatch American Horror Story HS84 season one and two twice this week just so I would be pretty fresh. I didn't make any notes in all honesty for this episode, but hopefully I'm fresh enough to get through it. Rewatched that twice. I watched about half of The Wind last night and fell asleep. So I'm going to rewatch that just as soon as I get done recording because it was actually very good from what I had been seeing. Besides that, I saw Scary Stories Tell in the Dark again. I really like that movie. I really dig the nostalgia in that. And it's kind of like It Chapter 2. Great story. Some good scares, but ruined by a lot of CGI. And uh, I'm hoping whenever they come back, hopefully they will get a sequel. It kind of lines up for a sequel. I'm hoping that um, they'll lay off that a bit. Maybe they won't get such a big budget. And we'll see. Excuse me. We'll see some good practical effects and some more suspenseful um, work getting done in this. And I'm thinking with that, you could be in for a really great movie because those... Um, Books are creepy. The characters the movie has made with us are very enjoyable. And I like the whole Sarah Bella storyline. So I'm looking forward to it if we get to see uh, scary stories too. So there is a little bit of horror news this week. So I guess I'll throw out what I've heard. Before, um, first and foremost, I want to say rest in peace to Sid Hag. Um, most famously known for The Devil's Rejects and The House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, just a really awesome guy. All my social media has been flooded with um, just pictures of him from cons um, at signings and whatnot. And just stories about how great of a guy he was. Even Rob Zombie posted just talking about how good of a guy he was and how much he enjoyed making horror. So... Rest in peace to, that, to Mr. Hag, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing his last movie, Three from Hell. I hear his role is very limited in this one, but I hear he does shine when given the opportunity, but apparently was not in great health while filming either, so they kind of limited him. And as well, we have the Craft remake has finally announced its... Um, cast there's no like huge names attached to it but if you want to go check out the cast it is on plumhouse.com and all their social medias so let's get into it guys so american horror story hs 84 is taking place in 1984 at a um summer camp so in the first episode, it just looks like 80s nostalgia and 80s cheese, and I'm all for that. I actually had a lot of fun with the first episode. I'm still, um, this will be spoilers and some theories, so if you haven't watched the first two episodes, get caught up and come back to me. But I'm still under the impression that we are in um, a movie scene. Um, they... <laughs> The camp is actually a movie set, and 
we're about to kind of get flipped over on our head and all the characters that we're watching are just actors. Or we're in some kind of cabin in the woods type territory. There's going to be some type of twist in this season. I just haven't put my finger on it. Those are my two, two biggest guesses. But Billy Lord and Emma Roberts play our two main characters, I guess you would say. Brooke is our final girl. And we have two villains this year, which is uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, and Mr. Jingles. So, Brooke, Emma Roberts' character, is stalked by Mr. Jingles, I mean, uh, Richard Ramirez, in the first episode, which allows her to accept the invitation to come be a camp counselor with these people she had just met at an aerobic studio, which is, like, one of the atheist, uh scenes I've ever saw, like, they are doing, like, the aerobics straight in the, in the movie. I mean, um, that's, like, pretty much the first scene of the, of the uh, season. And the just an 80s cheese all the way up. It's a lot of fun. This season's been a lot of fun for me. Um, I have a couple problems in the episode, too. But we'll get into that whenever we get there. But we get to um, Camp Redwood, I believe, is the name of the place. And before they get there, they run over this hitchhiker who um, is kind of dressed even for the 80s, like a few years back. You can kind of tell something's like off about him. He's kind of mumbling some creepy shit. And you can kind of tell something's off about this guy and that he's something bigger than just a guy that they're going to help rescue. But we get to the camp and get him set up and we think he runs away as far as we know he runs away for episode one um we hear the story of mr jingles who is this guy who in 1970 killed nine camp camp counselors and has been in a mental mental institution and attacked the owner of the camp uh I really should have at least wrote the names down for these characters, so I do apologize. This may be a rough one to get through, guys. I just knew I had to make a little bit of content this week, and I wanted to talk about it. So these are going to be kind of more ramblings than actual, um, than what I'm usually up to par with. Usually I at least have some notes and some key points I want to hit on, but I'm just going to kind of ramble tonight and go through the first two, uh, first two episodes and give some theory, talk about my theories. So, yeah, she is the um, the camp owner is the only survivor of the movie. I mean, of the uh, nineteen seventy killings, and she reopens it, opens it, wanting to bring back like a good place for people for young kids to have Christian fun during the summer. And you get kind of the backstory of Mister Jingles, and you see him escape from. The asylum, and you also see Richard Ramirez has found Emma Roberts' character Brooke, and that's kind of like the gist of the first episode. We get them to Camp Redwood, we establish two major threats, and we are in the middle of the night now. So episode two cranks up the crazy a little bit. We find out that Emma Roberts' character Brooke has had a wedding or was going to have a wedding and her husband believed that he was she was cheating on him with her best friend 
and shot his best friend and I believe it was Robert's father or his father, I couldn't really tell. I believe it was in Robert's at their wedding, then committed suicide. We get a flashback to that, which is like I'm sure it'll come back around at some point this season, but as of right now, there's nothing to it. As well as we find out that Cody Fern's character is a recovering addict who was taken out of addiction pretty much by this gay porn producer who has tried who has came back to Camp Redwood to find him and make him shoot more gay porn or homosexual porn. I'm sorry if gay is a little um not popular term to use at this point. I do apologize, but yeah, he is trying to force Miss Cody's character into shooting some more videos for him and Cody is like begging not to so he brings in, <laughs> brings him in to see this older camp counselor who looks the part of a porn star, I guess you would say. <laughs> and as he is checking this guy out in the showers, he is stabbed by either Richard Ramirez or Mr. Jingles or some other threat that we have not figured out yet. So at this point, we've got two kind of big backstories of a couple of our main characters set up and Emma Roberts has decided she's going to go for a walk after she has been thoroughly creeped out by like multiple different things only to be encountered by Richard Ramirez at the pier where she escapes but as she escapes Richard Ramirez rem uh, comes up on the guy who was the guy they ran over at the start of the episode, a uh, start of episode one, and kills him. He comes back to life and he kills him again. And it frees Richard Ramirez out because he's obviously dead each time. So Richard Ramirez comes to the camp, goes to talk to the camp owner. She more or less gives no explanation to it except for this like weird thing about how. She, he can blame God for anything and that there is, um, that's really all she gives towards that. But she lets, tells Richard Ramirez basically to go kill Mr. Jingles and, um, we're at this point now. And we also find out that the hitchhiker is the guy that, um, the owner was in love with at the time or at least having a sexual relationship at the time of the murders and that he has been dead since the 1970 but he has not aged or changed any so i'm a little confused at this point i don't really know i'm thinking i'm still under the impression that we are in um this is a pretty big theory so i'm not the first nor the last that will say this but I think we're on a TV set or a movie set and we're about to get flipped over on our head in the third episode we're going to find out this is like a movie or in the 1980s still but this is a movie and then there's going to be an actual real threat that comes out because the acting and the film filming is shot like a 80s slasher like you can tell these actors are toning up the cheese. <laughs> The 
special effects are very good, but they are like overly bloody in some instances and overly practical, so which is also amazing. Like, it looks very realistic, but it's like stuff that you don't normally see in HS. So I am thinking that either that we're in some kind of cabin in the woods territory. But I do think we will know exactly to an extent what is going on in episode three. There's not many places they can go with this story except to give us explanations now. Because we have like two characters who um, have all this backstory on Lee Johns with like not really much explanation. We have a guy that died in the 1970s that keeps coming back to life. And we have a camp owner who's only opened the camp back up just for her opportunity of revenge on the serial killer. So there's like a lot of untied strings that are either just going to be left untied. It's going to be like a real sloppy season, kind of uh, like Roanoke was in my opinion, or they're going to come in and we're going to like be flipping on our heads in one way or another and we're going to get into the real story or if we're going to get into it like a bigger layer of the story. But realistically, I'm enjoying the episode. The series overall has been pretty good. It just, um, a lot of loose ends in episode two. I wish that, like, I feel like this show could have been a little slower going, in all honesty. Like, that was such a big throw-up of information in one 45-minute to an hour episode with nothing backing it, nothing really to figure out what's going on or even hint at what's going on, that it was just like, wow, you got to give me something on this before you go into this, and then especially before you go into this. But they didn't, so I'm expecting to get some answers and to figure out a lot of things in the next episode. I think that they're at least going to have to answer one, one if not all of those questions in the next episode, or it's just going to be just a bunch of creepy ideas and twists going on in one TV series. So I think that these next two episodes are going to be the most important in the season if it wants to stay the path and keep viewers because. In all reality, American Horror Story has been going kind of downhill a little bit the last couple of years. I know that Roanoke and Colt were not very well received, but I think Apocalypse got a pretty good, at least a few episodes of Apocalypse got some love. I did enjoy parts of Apocalypse. It was kind of hard to follow, but overall it was a lot of fun. So... Overall thoughts on the series are basically that that I'm going to know if I'm going to like this a lot more in episodes three and four, but it doesn't definitely have me interested to see where they're taking this. I think that Emma Roberts is doing a great job. Billy Lord's doing a great job, but I think that there's some kind of catch to this. And if there's not, and we're just going into like straight 80 slasher and they have all these like, side stories going on in it, then we're really (laughs) in for a clusterfuck of shit. Because there's no way if they just stick to the slasher formula and this is all real life, there's no government agency that's controlling this, there's no 
TV set that they're actually on, that this is just a movie, then I don't know how they can even appear to make this realistic. And most of the seasons of American Horror Story, like, they have, like, they're not realistic, but they do not go into cheese, I guess you would say. And they are in big danger of doing that if they don't either hit a twist or something happens big in the next two episodes. So I'll be back in two weeks, let you know what I think after episode four. I will do notes next time so I do, so I can at least remember the names. So I have a terrible time with all movies and film in general. TV shows, I don't know like the actor or I'll know like uh, the scene. I can be able to tell you the whole movie. But I will not know the character's name. So I will take notes next week. It will be, or in two weeks, there will be um, a little bit more talking. I expect to do about a 30-minute episode because I will go through, I will kind of brush over episodes one and two, then talk about where we're at in three and four on that. So it should be a little bit longer next time. But this next weekend, I will be talking the Joker for sure. That is not a uh, question. That is a definite. Like there is nothing that is stopping me outside of uh, death, my phone breaking, my laptop breaking, or the internet going down that's making me stop from reviewing The Joker because I expect this to be one of my favorite movies in the of the year. I expect it to be up there with my top three right now, which is Endgame, Lords of Chaos, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I expect it to be right in that area. So... I am very excited for this movie. I'm probably going to wait till Saturday to see it to expect it to be out on Sunday. About this time Sunday, I may actually do it a little earlier, maybe even Saturday night. But either which way it goes, guys, this weekend we will talk to Joker. So I'll probably put a post up this week. Um, just drop me some questions you want to ask about the Joker movie, about the podcast, about AHS, about whatever. I'll try and do a little Q&A with the Joker review. And then after that, I'll be back with two episodes of AHS. And after that, I think I'm going to have to do the um, episode I've been planning on doing for about a month now. The um, top five Southern-based horror movies. That'll be about the perfect time. So we'll go like this. Joker this weekend. AHS. Three and four next weekend. And then the weekend after that, we will do. Let's see. Yeah, we will do the Southern Fried Horror movies. And the weekend after that, I believe The Lighthouse comes out. So, what with that? So, that should be the rough schedule of events. I may be off in The Lighthouse and I may swap The Lighthouse and the Southern based horror movies. But somewhere in that area is what your content's going to look like for the next. A month or so of Halloween. I'm going to try and drop maybe two episodes a week during Halloween during October. So I know this is the perfect time for a channel like mine to do some growth. So if you like the content, if you appreciate that, I'm completely honest with you with the fact that I did not plan as well as I should have for this episode. Um, please be sure to share us, like us on Instagram, rate us on wherever you're listening to podcast at, and Tell your friends about us. Whatever you can do, word of mouth is the best way to help any kind of content creators you like. Word of mouth and sharing on social media. 
and I would definitely appreciate it. So, guys, I will be back next Sunday or Saturday night talking about the Joker. Let me know what you want, what you want to ask me this coming week. I'll have a post up on Instagram, so drop your comment. Trump your questions or comments or tell me I suck or tell me I'm awesome. Whatever you want to do on that post. And I will talk to you guys next week. I appreciate all you listeners. You guys have a great week and we'll be back about this time next week.